edition of our Bible study, working through the Lord's Prayer. We've been working through it for the next last few weeks and have two or three weeks left. And, and we'll just dive right in. Uh, Matthew 6, 9 through 13 says, Pray then in this way, our Father who's in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we've also forgiven our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Uh, last week we read from the King James Version, and the week before that we, we read this, this prayer through the New Living Translation. And so we've been picking another translation. I'm reading now the New American Standard Version. Uh, but we've been picking another um, translation to, to read this verse from, these verses from. So this week we're going to use the, the New Revised Standard Version, uh, Matthew 6, 9 through 13. Pray then in this way, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we've also forgiven our debtors. And do not bring us to the time of trial, but rescue us from the evil one. And verse 13 is the, the substantial difference. It's also different in that this translation does not include yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Uh, this appears, this phrase appears to be an addendum to the prayer that, that was included over the years. And, and we'll talk about that in, in two or three weeks and, and how we can handle I think it's an important Addendum, I, I think we can do some, um, it, it helps us as we pray this prayer. It's, it's not, it's not a, um, a bad addendum, it's a good addendum. And, uh, and we'll talk about that in a couple of weeks. But we've worked through verses, uh, verse 11 so far in this prayer. We, we began with our Father and we're praying based on this loving relationship uh, that, that, that we're not just praying to an entity or a force or a power, but, but we're praying to our Heavenly Father who loves us and cares for us who are in heaven, there, there, there is a recognition in this phrase that God is the divine other, that, that we should approach him uh, with a sense of respect. Uh, but, but there's also a recognition that we don't merely live in a physical world, but there's a spiritual world all around us. There's the heavenly realms that Paul talks about in Romans. And so there's this ideal or this, this understanding that we have as believers uh, that when we pray that there is an effect not only on our physical life, but in the spiritual world around us, which affects our spiritual life. And so uh, we, we need an advocate in, in the heavenly realms and our heavenly father, our heavenly father is our advocate in the heavenly realms. And, and we can approach him understanding uh, that there's more to life than what we see. Hallowed be your name. And, and, and we've, we've dealt with that. Uh, with an understanding that this is part petition, part declaration. We're definitely saying that God's character is holy, uh, but, but we also want to make his name holy and, and demonstrate the holiness of his name and demonstrate the holiness of his character by the way we live our lives. That when Jesus invites us to be holy, like our heavenly father is holy, that Jesus is inviting us to this life where we demonstrate the characteristics of God. Uh, we don't become God and, and, and we understand that sometimes we still fall short of the glory of God, uh, but we can live lives that demonstrate his mercy, his kindness, his love, his grace. Uh, all those characteristics that, that make him holy. Uh, and then it moves on, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
that there is this place of, of God's will be done. We, we call that God's kingdom. Uh, of course, we, we believe that we can live in God's kingdom now to the extent that we, um, we seek and follow the will of God. There, there's coming a day when God's kingdom will come in full. And so in this prayer, we're praying for this, okay, God, we, we're ready for you to come and usher in your kingdom in full. Uh, even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus. But, but there's also a recognition uh, that, that we want his kingdom's kingdom to come in the here and now, that, that we want to be people who accomplish God's will, that seek God's will and do God's will, that, that, that we want this to be a place where God's kingdom is ever growing because his people are ever growing and ever more finding themselves in his will and accomplishing his will. And so there's this understanding that, that God's kingdom is this place where his will is done. Now, when we talk about the will of God, that this is a good thing, that, that we're talking about uh, not, not only some sort of obligation that we have to God to accomplish his will, but, but his will is for good in my life, that, that, that God's will, when I say your will be done, I'm saying, God, can you give me the peace that you promised? Can, can, can you transform me like you promised? Can, can you give me joy in the midst of the storm like you promised? God, God, God that, that is your will for, for me and that is your will for your people. And so this is a, a very beautiful invitation to pray that God will do all those things that he wants to do in his creation in our life. And then we move on to give us this day our daily bread. And in a lot of ways, this is a, um, uh, the early church fathers had difficulty with this phrase because we, we go from the high holy angels singing, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, uh, to how, you know, how will be your name. Uh, we, we get to this point of our daily bread, our daily needs being met. And the early church fathers had difficulty with the ideal of this extreme shift. And in fact, uh, many of the early church fathers did not believe that Jesus could possibly mean uh, our daily needs. And the reformers, uh, I believe, properly corrected this, that Jesus does indeed want us to bring our daily needs to our Heavenly Father. Uh, be, because God is not just concerned with the high holy holidays, uh, but, but our Heavenly Father is concerned with our day-to-day -day life and in fact wants uh, to be involved, uh, wants us to see his hand uh, involved in our day-to-day -day life and, and wants to walk with us through the mundane parts of life as well as the big church services. And, and now today's verse. And forgive us our debts as we have forgiven, also have forgiven our debtors. And, and really to see the importance of this verse, uh, we need to skip down past uh, the, the last part of the prayer to, to the the following two verses. And Jesus says, For if you forgive others for their transgressions, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Uh, but if you do not forgive others, then your heavenly Father will not forgive your transgressions. And so we can see in, in this passage, as you look at verses 14 and 15, that, that this is not about um, mortgage payments and car payments and credit card payments, although we, we'd like to see God forgive all those debts as well. Uh, but, but, but this is about something uh, deeper. This, this is about personal sin. Uh, this is about personal wrong. Uh, first, our, our wrongs with others and our wrongs with God. 
and, and those wrongs that have been done against us. Um, and so last week we saw that God wants to be part, uh, he wants to be the God of our ordinary life. Uh, this week we see that God wants to be the God of our relationships, that, that the way we deal with others in, our, in, in relationship, in our homes, at work, in our neighborhoods, uh, that in our community, in our church, God wants to be the central part of those relationships and wants us to exercise and practice forgiveness like he practiced and gave us forgiveness as well. Um, but there, there's a re recognition in, in this verse that our relationship with God will change our relationship with others, that, that as we have received his forgiveness, we become people who forgive, uh, that, that, that we make his name holy, that we demonstrate the holiness, holiness of God uh, by forgiving others, that, that when we pray, your will be done, uh, we're praying not only that his will uh, to forgive us is accomplished, but we're praying that his will that we forgive others will be accomplished. That, that his kingdom, when we pray, God, your kingdom come, there is this recognition that his kingdom is a kingdom of forgiveness. Uh, that, that one of the essential things we need in our life is forgiveness and a spirit of forgiveness. Now, now it's important to see that, that um, we're, we're not saved by forgiving others. This is, this is not a, a, a works-based, okay, I forgive others, and so God forgives me. Uh, but, for, but forgiving others is a mark of, the, of a correct spirit, a right spirit, a broken spirit, that, that when we're forgiving others, we, we create within ourselves this spirit that allows God to forgive us. We're, we're able to see that our sins against God were so great that how can we hold uh, this grudge or this, the, this, this thing against this other person, uh, but, but we see that we should forgive them as well. Uh, we're able to see that our wrongs against others were uh, as bad as the wrongs that we hold on to. And, and so we, we, we see these things as things uh, that we can let go of. Uh, of course, this is not always the case. It, it, it's not always easy to forgive. And, um, you know, we're, we're all familiar with the real awful circumstances that, that are very difficult to forgive. And, and so forgiveness is, um, you know, it's, it's, it's one thing for this preacher to, to talk about forgiveness. And then the reality of life, forgiveness can be a very difficult thing. Uh, I saw this definition of forgiveness. Psychologists generally define forgiveness as a conscious, deliberate decision to release feelings of resentment or vengeance towards a person or group who has harmed you, regardless of whether they actually deserve your forgiveness. Forgiveness does not mean forgetting, nor does it mean condoning or excusing offenses. Um, I, I like that definition, I, release feelings of resentment or vengeance, uh, regardless of whether they deserve your forgiveness. It's not forgetting. It's not condoning. It's not excusing. 
I, I believe that's a really good definition of forgiveness and a, and a good place to, to kind of um, begin the end of our conversation today. Uh, you know, for, forgiveness is not reconciliation. Uh, I, I believe that forgiveness or, and reconciliation is God's ultimate desire. You know, his, his desire is to reconcile with us. Um, but it is not always possible. Uh, in, in some circumstances, reconciliation is not possible because the other person's not interested in reconciliation, and reconciliation takes two people. Uh, sometimes reconciliation is not possible for, for the safety of the person who's been harmed, that, that they have to, for, for their own good, they need to let go of some of the resentment and some of the desire for, for, for punishment or vengeance. Uh, it, it's for their own good, uh, but it is not in their best interest to be reconciled with that person for safety per, per purposes and, and, and their safety, their personal safety mandates separation. Uh, forgiveness does not mean a person is not held accountable uh, by legal authorities uh, for their actions. Now that, you know, the, the, the easy example is, is abuse of a child. J j just because a child is able to forgive does not mean that that adult is not responsible and should not be held accountable uh, for the actions uh, that they took. Um, for forgiveness does not need to be requested by the offender. In other words, uh, we can't hold on to forgiveness until someone asks for forgiveness. Uh, since forgiveness is ultimately for our good, uh, then, then to wait for the offender uh, to come to us and ask for forgiveness is in essence allowing uh, the offender to continue their abuse um, and misuse of us. Uh, because we're withholding what is best for us uh, based on the actions of another. Uh, uh, forgiveness is, is at the beginning an act of the will and the mind. Um, there may be physical actions taken. There may be letters mailed and calls made and emails. Uh, I would say that, that these things should be done only when they do not exacerbate the circumstance. In other words, if if there's a bad relationship and, and, and you're forgiving that person for that bad relationship, if you're going to make that relationship worse by mailing a letter, maybe you'll feel better about yourself. But if you're only going to make things worse by sending that letter, don't send that letter. Uh, do, do this by spirit. Uh, if, if somehow you can, you can, repair relationship in doing these things, that then for goodness sake, yes, do that, but but not if it's going to harm the relationship even further. And and all of us have seen this happen where somebody in with good intentions have has mailed a letter or, or sent an email and it's it's only furthered the conflict. And, and so this is an act of the spirit, an act of the will. Uh, now now sometimes uh, the act of the spirit and the act of the will is done in the physical act. And in other words, uh, th there may be a, a time where a letter has to be sent to confirm what you've done in your spirit. Uh, but, but I think we need to be um, very mindful of how we're doing these things. Uh, uh, can, can we go back to verse 10? Your will be done. God's will for us 
is that we forgive. And forgiveness heals our spirit and gives us a spirit that is able to receive uh, the forgiveness of God. That This is not always easy. Uh, as a matter of fact, this can be some of the most difficult things uh, that, that we have to do as believer. Uh, but, but my prayer for you is if there's something you're holding on to, uh, that, that God will give you the grace to forgive and, uh, and, and for you to be healed in your forgiveness. Uh, God, help us as your followers to seek your will. And your will is forgiveness. Help us to be willing to forgive and in our willingness to forgive, to receive your forgiveness. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. God bless. See you Wednesday night.